All right, welcome in everybody to the Burgers Smokehouse Dance Class Post Game Show. After I think inarguably Missouri's biggest win of the season, a seventy-three sixty-four win in Knoxville, Tennessee, over the number six. Well, no longer going to be number six Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, after the game, you'll hear from Conzo Martin in just a few minutes. He said a top 10 team won that game tonight, and he's right. Um, I don't know if Missouri will be in the top 10 next week, but but they're certainly in that range. They're in that discussion. We've spent a lot of time, most notably, after the first Tennessee game this year, um, picking at the flaws of this team and talking about what they don't do well and all the reasons it could go wrong. Folks, they're 10-2. and two. They're 4-2 and two in the league. They'd probably be at least five and three, maybe six and two, if they hadn't had a week canceled because of COVID. Um, they're second in the league standings. They're going to be top fifteen at a minimum, probably better. They have four true road wins. They have a neutral win. They have five quad one wins. They just beat the highest ranked team they've beaten on the road since January of 2012, when Kim English was a player for Missouri rather than an assistant coach on the other team. Um, so my point in saying all that is tonight is the night I, I think we quit looking for the flaws and we quit talking about what they don't do well and we embrace the fact that we are watching one of the 15, 10, 15, 20 best teams in the country. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, that, that they'll end the season there or that they're a sweet 16 team or an elite eight team guaranteed. The tournament's a crapshoot. None of that, none of that is what I mean. But you have been starved for good basketball around here. You haven't seen very much of it lately. So enjoy that you are seeing it. Don't worry about next year. Don't worry about last year. Don't worry about what might happen in March against this team. I, I mean, enjoy it. I it, This was... This was a hell of a win by Missouri tonight. This was, I, I don't know the last time they had a win this good. And look, Tennessee didn't play very well for the first 10 minutes. Not very well at all. But Missouri deserves some credit for that, I think. Um, they went in in a team that had embarrassed them, honestly, in, in Columbia. They went in and they took every shot that team had. Um Tennessee made that a game. I mean, they were down 15-5, and they, they could have mailed it in, and they didn't. They hit enough shots. They made it a three-point game in the first half, and then Missouri, I think it was Drew Smith, hit a couple big shots. And then they made it a four-point game in the second half, and Xavier Pinson hit a couple of big shots. And Kobe Brown got some huge rebounds. And, I mean, this was, this was a, a big, big, Big statement for this Missouri team. This is the type of game this team hasn't won in a long, long time. Uh, like I said, January 21st, 2012, they beat number three Baylor. It's the last conference road win over a ranked team they had. This is the first time they've beaten an SEC team that was ranked on the road. Now, to be fair, SEC's been down. There, there haven't been a ton of opportunities. But there have been opportunities, and Missouri has not done it. So appreciate everybody that's here. We're already up over 100 people. I hope more of you are going to come. Please, your comments, uh, your questions, everything, put it in the chat. We will get to it. We're going to take calls in a few minutes. But the first thing we always do here, well, 
I got one thing I got to do before we, we hear from Conzo Martin. I got to let you know about Burger Smokehouse. They sponsor this show every single basketball game. Uh, the logo's up in the right-hand corner of the screen there. You can go to smokehouse.com. You can get all of their products in grocery stores all across the state. They've got ham and sausage and pork and brisket and ribs and it, it's all great stuff the bacon is great i've got some bacon actually in my fridge i'm, I'm gonna cook tomorrow so um burger smokehouse they make everything we do here possible uh they they've been loyal to us throughout football season throughout basketball season they are the official smokehouse of mizzou athletics and they sponsor this show every week so make sure to give them a click or or pick some stuff up at the grocery store again smokehouse.com appreciate everything they've done for us like i said now the first thing we do on this show every week or every night after the game is we play Yukonzo Martin's press conference. He was coming to us from a locker room in Knoxville. So you hear from the coach, it's about 10, 11 minutes. We'll come back. We'll take your calls. We'll talk all about it. Conzo, I know you, you told us uh, the other day that you wanted X to, you know, look to score a little bit more, I guess. You, was that the, the big difference for him tonight or what did you kind of notice about his performance? Um, I thought he played well. He scored the ball, but he was downhill. The biggest key and part of our game plan is to have to get downhill, get in the paint, make plays. And and X is effective when he's going north and south and attacking. When, he, when he's east and west, just moving the ball side to side. He's not a serve. He's not aggressive. We need him a downhill making plays. And he was good. But more than that, I, I thought it was one of his better defensive efforts, man. He took pride in defending, working hard. And I, and I think I, I don't think in the past he's been as committed defensively. I thought, he, I thought he took a tremendous amount of pride in embracing the challenge defense, and that kind of set the tone for us. And then offensively, he played well. That set another tone, and other guys made plays. Dave? Conzo, going into this one, what did you guys want to do defensively, and what? how do you explain all those steals early on? What, what was working for you? Well, again, you have to give all the credit to, to Tennessee beating us at our place. They won the game. But that wasn't us as a team, and our guys knew that. And it, it, was, it was a hard pill for me to swallow just on a toughness standpoint. You're going to lose some games. We, we it just – we allowed them to move the ball. Everything you can think of, they did it. And it was like uh, – it was like uh, – it was just practice for them. And our guys saw that. They understand that. And we set a tone, getting in the passing lanes, being aggressive. They, they, if they were going to beat us, they were going to beat us playing the way we wanted to dictate tempo, aggressive – getting their face, making them make plays, catching the ball out, and then trying to make one-on-one -on -one plays. And, and I thought our guys did a great job embracing that challenge because they have a lot of guys that can make plays off the dribble. Dan Fredrickson. Coach, kind of body of work. Uh, I know you're not going to sweat the rankings too much, but in terms of quad one wins, you guys have, I think, as many as anybody in the country but Gonzaga right now. Um, kind of big picture here. What do you think this says about your team's ceiling and what you guys can do when you're playing the way that you know you can play? I think the biggest key is just if we take care of the ball, then we're as good as anybody. I think that's the big net. And, and we start to make our threes. If, you, if you're able to make consistent threes, and we don't need to shoot a lot of them, but if you're able to make consistent threes, especially the way Tilly's playing, he didn't score a lot, but we knew how they would defend him. Doubles coming all over the place and other guys made plays. But we take care of the basketball. We make consistent threes and we defend how we know them to defend. I, I like our chance against anybody. And then you're talking quad wins. Uh, like I said to our guys, you know, top 10 team won the game today. And I truly feel that because I, I've watched these rankings and I don't get consumed with it. And all of a sudden you got a team that jump and win this game, win that game. And all of a sudden, well, I'll see how we jump. I'll, I'll see how we jump. I just think if you're going to do your job, do it the right way. And we, we've earned it against the top 10 team 
in a tough environment. We won the basketball game, and and I, and, and it's my fight for our players from that standpoint because they earned it, and um, they've come a long way. Uh, they put the time into, they put the work into it. So hopefully, people do the right things and recognize the work we've put in. Gabe. You mentioned Jeremiah didn't score a lot, but uh, what do you think of his game defensively? I mean, Fulkerson was was almost no factor until mid second half. Well, it's, it's just Fulkerson is a talented player, but it's amazing how how, how the mind, uh, the, the strength of the mind or lack thereof, or what you tell yourself. And I just simply said to Jeremiah, now, I want you to think about some Jeremiah, and I said it to all big guys. Fulkerson is a good player. He's a fifth year senior. I said, but Jeremiah. You, you 260 pounds. Focus is 215, maybe 220 pounds. Just think for that, that for a minute. I said, you have to dominate the game. Whether you're scoring the ball, you have to put so much pressure on him physically that eventually he gives in and other stuff happens. And I think it just, it's just that simple because sometimes people come in a reputation and if you respect that reputation, you can fall short. But I think Jeremiah really understood. Man, I'm just as strong as anybody in this league, man. And I'll put pressure. I think he did just that the whole night. And we knew they sent a double all kind of ways. He knew that. And he embraced it, found the right guys. And other guys made plays. And in the process, the one thing we've been looking for for a long time, for those other guys to get offensive rebounds. And I thought Kobe, Mitch, and, and Javon got timely rebounds because of the work Tim was putting in. Eric? Conzo, I'm not sure you can score 18 points quietly, but it seems like Drew kind of did that in this game. What did you see from his game that allowed you guys to win this? He's been at his best the last, I guess. And him, he's was and them starting in South Carolina. He's been at a high level because his production again, and I said all the time, like a John Porter, those guys perform on both ends of the floor. And that, that's his gauge. He he's doing a great job defending, shutting guys down, and he's scoring the ball. But the biggest thing offensively, he just shot ready. For whatever reason, I don't know why he wasn't ready to shoot the ball in those past games. Like he like he was looking to pass the ball. It's like, man, we need you to score the ball. So that's 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 the only the adjustment. It's not as if we had a sit down meeting or anything. Just, man, you got to be ready to shoot the ball and score. And defense, he does what he does. Colin? Hey, Conzo, there was a period there uh, under the 10-minute mark. Tennessee started taking better care of the ball, and then they hit four out of five, three, something like that. What sort of adjustments did you make to your coverages and, and how you guys were defending the three-point line, if at any? I'll stick to it. You know, again, it's a good team, so something's going to give. We just knew what we weren't giving up. And, and if some of those guys that made threes, okay, they'll make their three, but stay consistent with what we're doing and we'll play the percentages because when you get to this point, you're talking top 15, top 10, top five, something has to give at some point. And we just stay sound in our game plan. And we carried it out. Sweetie. Gazi, I believe you kept saying that the first Tennessee game, they, they were just more tough than you guys. From, from a toughness perspective tonight, just how, how did you feel about your team? Just, you know, rebounding, defense, all those oh, things kind of go into it. Good. That, that was Again, like I say to our guys, I don't need to look at the scoreboard to see how we play. I knew how we played. I didn't have to look up. I knew how we played. We set a tone. We were physically aggressive. We played the way we played, and, and that's the result of it. And um, again, like I said, that, that game there just that's one to keep on file. Hope you never have to utilize it again, but you keep it on file just to remember. Jack. Conzo, a couple times this season, X has followed up. All right, guys. Conzo uh, talked for a few more minutes, but I'm going to be honest. Uh, Things kind of went downhill after that. We, you guys heard the important stuff, um, the, uh, the 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 relevant questions, the the good answers about tonight. Um, you guys heard heard, I think, what you needed to hear. Um, 
and there's there's a bunch of comments there's a bunch of people here so rather than you guys listening to some stuff that that honestly was kind of hit and miss and and didn't really matter we're going to open up the phone line there's the number 573-234-4935 you can call me at that number uh I've, I've got it open. I will take your calls. We'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about uh, as it relates to this game. Um, but until we have calls, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And uh, right down there, the last line there to my right, you can see they never trailed. They led for 39 minutes and 25 seconds. In the game against South Carolina on, what was that, Tuesday night, Missouri never trailed and led for 39 minutes and 7 seconds. It means they played two games, 80 minutes. They have led for 78 minutes and 32 seconds. Um, that's as dominant as you can get. We're going to jump to the phone lines, 847 area code. Who am I talking to? Hello? Hey, who am I talking to? How you doing? Hey, Gabe, it's Andrew in Chicago. How we doing, man? Not bad. Doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. I got two questions for you. I got a uh, Mizzou basketball question and then just a general Mizzou question. Okay. All right, basketball question. Do you think any of these guys that are going to get an extra year of eligibility, whether it's your Mitch Smith, Tillman, Pinson, any of those guys, do you think they may come back for another year? It's it, it's possible. Conzo said early in the year he didn't really expect it. I, I think – like, I think Drew Smith can make money playing basketball somewhere. I think Jeremiah Tillman can make money playing basketball somewhere, even if it's not in the NBA. Um, you know, I know he's he's got a family to support. Um, you know, I, I guess Mark Smith could come back. Mitchell Smith could come back. Um, you know, I don't know necessarily what the what the roles for. I mean, Mark Smith would would it, they would both contribute next year, but I, I think you really got to kind of count on not. I think I think the main goal for this team really should be convincing X Pinson to come back for another year. Yeah, I agree. He continues to just kind of exceed everyone's expectations. All right, Mizzou question. All right, you got a quick picnic. You can either go to the the Columns or Peace Park. Where are you going? I mean, it's got to be the columns. Like, there's not as much shade, but you go to the columns because that's like the picture you got to take in Columbia. So, do that. All right. I, I mean, All I would right, go to Logboat and have a beer out on their lawn. But if you're giving me those options, go to go to uh, go to the columns. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Appreciate the call, man. We got some other people on the line. I got somebody from the three one four area code who's on the line. Hello. How you doing? Who am I talking to? Good. This is Demetrius. What's up, Demetrius? How you doing, man? Are are we ready I'm to jump? Great. I'm are, great. Are we ready to jump on board now? Last time I did, I called in after the Illinois game. Yeah. Ready to, I was on board. Then we went into the slump. So I'm gonna hop back on <laughs> and we see what happens. Great, <laughs> great game by the backcourt with Drew Smith and Penson. Yep. But I have a I got a man crush on my boy Kobe Brown, man. He, he made some big plays at big three pointer, yep. a few offensive rebounds to extend possessions. Yep. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Kobe Brown. Yeah, and did all of it after getting clubbed in the head. 
there in the second half, honestly, <laughs> um, you know, was was pretty impressive. And and right. uh, real quick, I just want to tell everybody, hey, if you're on hold, if you're calling in and you're hearing me talk, just wait. We got a bunch of calls. I'll get to you. Um, no, Kobe Brown, I thought was fantastic in the second half. And, and Conzo pointed out and actually a lot of those plays he's made in the last couple games have come off Tillman keeping things alive. I, I mean, Jeremiah didn't put up huge numbers tonight, but he was incredibly important again, and, and I thought played another really good game. I, I agree. I agree. I also, I mean, with Jeremiah, if we get that Jeremiah, X, and Drew as our, you know, quote-unquote big three, yep. we, we cooking with gas, man. We, we actually cooking with gas. So, yeah. proud of the guys tonight. I'm taking a beating on the board, but if I take a beating and Mizzou win, hey, it's a win. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Yeah, great show. Have a good evening. Appreciate it, Demetrius. I'll let you have the next big win. All right, man. Thanks. Good. Always good to hear from right. you. Let's go. Uh, Eight seven zero area code. Who's there? I. You know what? Hey, let me just say with the last caller, if uh, if you say uh, the our two losses is a slump, um, you know, after recent years, you know, <laughs> we would have taken that any day of the week, but. Let me start off with saying is uh, you opened the show. I got about two pages of notes, so just work with me real quick here. So you okay. said that um, don't worry about next year. Don't worry about the years to come. Um, and that's very understood because right now what we are seeing is team cohesion and experience really flourish in this team. And you said you you opened up and you said you don't know remember the last big Mizzou win like this. I mean, honestly – I worry for the Illini win because of you know where they were ranked and we weren't ranked. So, but uh, yeah. but after that win, they you know they 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 went into and they kind of stumbled. You know, with they weren't playing the best basketball with Bradley. You know, they got out with that, and, and then you know with Tennessee, and then they both again. Very confident, at least I was, and that's the last time I actually called in. But I say they can absolutely. Now, when I called in after the Atlanta game, I was like, they can absolutely win the uh, the SEC. Well, when I saw the Tennessee game, I kind of put my foot in my mouth and I wrapped it in bacon and I dipped it in butter, you know, <laughs> just so it tastes a little better. But um, they have, uh, they have, they've had, they they come out and um, they they advance. You know, after going to MIA during Mississippi. But the game tonight was reinvigorating, reinvigorating to my vision that they can compete in the SEC. And that's what we got to worry about. You know, Tillman just needs to learn how to dunk the dang basketball on brace. But, um, you know, to to not, you know, be uh, – to not to be which the – you know, they they don't need to be a team that they're not, which was when they panicked against t- Tennessee before, they were just yeah. taking all sorts of threes they couldn't. But tonight, they knew they could take threes, and they took them. And this game was won in the first, you know, 10 minutes. When they took that 10-point lead, they just never looked back. And by beating Tennessee, on, you know, in Tennessee, they, they, they showed my vision, which was, hey, let's win the SEC and worry about everything else after that. Hey, my man, M-I-Z-Z-O-U. And I got one more question. The big thing was when they beat Illinois and they weren't ranked, 
we were all saying, rank us. Where are we going to be ranked? Mizzou's going to be ranked. That was, that was the Christmas present. Well, yeah. we've been ranked for the last few weeks. We just beat Tennessee. We're number 19. Hey, Gabe, what do you got? Uh, what do you got now? I know they're going to be in the top 15. I don't know who's lost in front of them. Um, I think they deserve to be somewhere between 10 and 12, probably. Um, but but I don't know. I haven't looked at it necessarily what's happened in front of them. Guaranteed they'll be top 15 on Monday. Um, and, and they could be they could be up top 12. So, appreciate the call, man. Hey. I got some other people on the line. I'm going to move on to the 815 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe, it's Ron. How's it going? What's up, Ron? How you doing, man? appreciate you being patient and hanging on there. Oh, not a problem, man. Uh, man, a heck of a win, um, as you kind of uh, put into context. You know, you got to go a long ways back to, to think of the last win of this uh, this magnitude here. And uh, a, caller, a few callers ago um, pointed out something I was going to mention. Uh, I know that uh, X and, and Drew Smith did a lot of the heavy lifting, but you know, Tillman, despite, you know, him, you know, having limited numbers compared to these last couple games, like, he, I think he did have a monster game, even though it didn't really show up in the stat sheet. And yeah. when those three guys are clicking, I I, I really have a hard time uh, seeing who can beat him, unless it's, of course, it's Alabama and they rein in, you know, 20-plus threes. I, that, you can't really do anything about that. But in the event there's a normal basketball game, those three guys clicking, I think Mizzou's got a chance to – to make a, a really deep run. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see what happens Tuesday night at Auburn because Sharif Cooper has changed that team. Um, it's it's a back-to-back road games. That'll be interesting to see. I mean, there here's what we've seen in the SEC. Everybody is beatable. I mean, even even Alabama. Like I understand they're they're playing ridiculously well right now, but they were five and three in the non-conference mm-hmm. and lost to Western Kentucky. So on any given night, mm-hmm. like the second place team can lose to the twelfth place team in this league. Uh, my, I would say mm-hmm. Missouri. The the clear goal is this: be in the top four in this league, get that double buy in the conference tournament, put yourself in position to be a top four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. I mean, this team clearly should be favored, not just should make the tournament, but should be favored to win at least a game in the NCAA tournament, maybe two. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, look, there's teams out there that can be – I mean, I don't know if you've watched Gonzaga or Baylor. They're, uh, I, I wouldn't be picking Missouri against them. But as far as the SEC goes, I mean, they like Conso said uh, tonight, he said the, the difference with this team is they know they've got enough pieces to win every game they play. Like, there's nobody that scares them. Uh, they they can go out and play mm-hmm. with anybody. Now they can. We've also seen them at their worst. Like they play the way they did against Tennessee, dude. Vandy will beat them. You know, um, right. But but that's true of every team. I mean that's that's why they play. And and I think this team's clear clear goal should be like thirteen and five and and top top two or three spots in this league. Yeah, good deal. And uh, yeah, thanks for answering my my question. I, I'm gonna um, ask you another one and, and hang up and and, cool. and listen. But I saw an, an interesting poll uh, earlier today, uh, you know, before the game. So maybe this skews the results a little bit. But who would win on the court? Conzo's first team, um, you know, stands a uh, healthy Michael Porter Jr. Right. Uh, versus this team. I think the basketball skill. Um, I think maybe a little bit. Uh, lean towards the uh, Consul's first year, but the toughness that this team has showed, um, I, I would have a hard time picking against them. So I'll hang up. Uh, make sure all that you get. All right, Ron. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I'm not sure. I 
I really liked Cassius Robertson as a player. And, and with Jonte, I'd probably lean toward the first team. But this team's going to be seated higher in the NCAA tournament than that one was. Uh, going back to the 314 area code. And once again, I, I've got three or four of you on hold. If you're listening to me talk, I'll call out your area code when I get there. I do appreciate it. Uh, but 314 area code, who am I talking to? 314, you hey, out yeah. there? Hey, what's going on? Hey, um, this is Phil. You were Emery from uh, way back when, Phil Laposa. Oh, yeah, Phil. How you doing, man? Good to hear from you. I'm good, man. Um, just want to ask you, like, what does it take to get over the top here? Like, what is the X factor for you? As far as over the top in what regard? How do we get to the Final Four? Oh, now see, here's the interesting thing, and I'm a, I'm a terrible person to ask this question because I don't judge seasons by what happens in the NCAA tournament because it's such a crapshoot. I mean, a lot of Missouri fans think the 2002 team was one of the best teams in school history. It was one of the most disappointing seasons Missouri's ever had. They started the season ranked fourth, and they were the last team to make the tournament. They got hot and won three games at the right time and got to the Elite Eight, and that can happen. So... I mean, the Final Four, I, like, it just depends on what a matchup is. I mean, you know, if you get if 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 you get a five seed and, and you're running into Gonzaga in the second or the third round, like, you're probably not making it. Um, but if you play in a region where the number one seed might get upset, you get you get the right breaks. Like, the four best teams don't make the Final Four, so that uh, the the tournament is always a crapshoot, and it's always about matchups and and, and getting a little bit lucky. And playing well at the right time. I mean, but what I'll say is this team, like, can this team make the Final Four? Of course they can, because what it takes is winning four games in a row. Well, look, Missouri won six straight games to start the season. That included a win over Oregon on the ro- uh, or in the neutral site, a win over Illinois, a win on the road at uh at Wichita State, those are those are three games that are ever a bit as tough as any three they would face in a row before the Final Four. So the, can they make it? Absolutely they can make it. Um, but the key to having the best shot to make it is putting yourself in position by being, you know, a, a top four seed, um, basically, because that, that means you should make the Sweet 16, and then it's a two-game season. All right, awesome, man. I appreciate it, you know. Appreciate the call, man. You're thank- doing a great job here, so thank you. Good to hear from you, Phil. Thanks, man. Hope everything's going all well. Right. Uh, all right. Last one I got on hold right now is in the 301 area code. Who am, I, who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe. It's Jacob from D.C. Thank you so much for staying up late with all of us today. Well, it's later um, for you than it is for me. So. A- absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, when you beat Tennessee on the road, you, you be sure to stay up and, you know, get your inane questions in. <laughs> there you go. Um, so – so my uh, the one thing that I was thinking today as I'm watching X score almost 20 points in the first half is the only thing I know for certain about this team is that someone is going to show up and have mm-hmm. a fantastic game. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know how it's going to come. But I know for certain that someone is going to show up and do it. So my question to you is beyond winning – which is obviously something that we should not take for granted. Right. What are the consistent strands that we're seeing? I'm, I'm identifying like Kobe Brown's rebounding, 
Mitchell Smith's defense, dare I say, Drew Smith's three-point shot, which has yeah. gotten a little bit more consistent. Are there any other threads you're seeing in, in why this team is winning consistently? I, I think it's a few things. I think it's I think it is the defense, just in general. I mean, look, some of those turnovers early, like Tennessee just kicked the ball around. Uh, it, it, some of those Missouri didn't have a lot to do with. But some of them Missouri had a lot to do with, you know, um, and, and, and I think deserves credit for. Um, I, I think I think what I would say is Jeremiah Tillman's general impact on the game. I mean, he is the guy that coming in, opposing teams have to say, okay, how do we stop this? And the reason Drew Smith is making some of those threes, the reason Kobe Brown is getting some of those rebounds is because of Tillman and how worried other teams are about him. And, and then number three, like, and, and this really probably should be number one, it's this team has taken some hits and some bruises over the last couple years that they are now toughened. Um, they, they are a tough team. I mean, yeah. Tennessee came back and made that a four-point game. And in the past, Missouri maybe folds. Uh, it, shoot, two weeks ago they folded at Mississippi State, right? So it's not going to work every time. But tonight, somebody had an answer every night. They're, they're the eighth most experienced team in the country. They've got guys who have been there. Tillman said last week, somebody asked him what they learned from the Mississippi State loss. And he said, you know, man – we're too old to be learning from losses. Like we know what we did. We got to go fix it. It's not about learning. It's about fixing it. Um, and, and I thought that was a, a pretty good point by him. Um, and a guy that's, you know, nobody's yeah. more emblematic of him. He's, he's turned into the most consistent in a leader on this team. And I don't think that's anything anybody saw coming from Jeremiah two years ago. No, I mean, so happy for him and, and his family that, you know, he gets this opportunity to, to be in the spotlight and sort of realize his potential. And following up on your point, you know, you don't have to fear Tillman or game plan for Tillman when he's on the bench with two right. fouls, you know, 10 minutes into the first half. So just the fact that he's able to be on the floor for 30 minutes a game is yeah. a huge factor. And, um, and I think it's going to happen I, at some point. Like, he's going to have a game like that. But, yeah. you know, also also this year, I've been pretty impressed with the refs in league play. They've been letting these dudes play. I mean, he threw E. Ponce to the ground at one point with two minutes left in the first half. He <laughs> probably should have got a foul for that one. He didn't, you know. But um, the South Carolina game, I mean, that was a war. They were just beating the crap out of each other, and the refs let it go. And basketball's more fun to watch when you're not stopping it every 12 seconds. Absolutely, for for everyone except Rick Barnes, obviously. Yeah, I don't think Rick was probably thrilled with that particular <laughs> call tonight. But if they call games that way, Rick's teams are going to do really well in the long run. <laughs> yeah, so one final question before I hang up and listen, Gabe. I could not help but notice uh, Mitchell Forty when he called in. No Power Mizzou background. Can we get the long-awaited update on Mitchell's Power Mizzou background? It is in his possession. He is waiting for the stand so that it will actually function. So he he does have one. Um, he, he just needs the stand to go with it. Well, good to know. We're good hoping, know. By, Wednesday, up we're listen, hoping by Wednesday night. All right. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate <laughs> the call, man. All right, so hey, if if you want to call in, now's the time. the The phone lines are open. We had we had kind of a flood, and appreciate everybody all the patience there, uh, waiting for me to sort through them. But we had the flood of calls. If you want to call in now, you will immediately get on 
uh, we'll immediately talk about the game and, and uh, whatever's on your mind um, because the phone lines are open. But anyway, as I was saying before we, we started talking on the phone, in the last two games, Missouri has led for 78 minutes and 32 seconds. They have trailed for zero seconds. This is a dominant team right now, guys, and, and not against, like, the A&M win. I didn't put a ton of stock in that because A&M's not good. South Carolina is not a bad team. They're they're not great, but they've got NCAA tournament hopes. And Missouri jumped on them from 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 the tip and and just never gave up. I, Tennessee, that's a good basketball team. I know they didn't look very good tonight, but guess what? Three weeks ago, Missouri looked like garbage against that team. And that team, we walked away from game one thinking that was a Final Four team. This is basketball. It happens. Tennessee's going through a little bit of a slump right now. I'm willing to bet Tennessee at the end of this year is in the top four in this league. Um, and maybe they may finish second. I think Alabama's got such a big lead that it's going to be tough for Alabama to blow it. It's not impossible. Um, but I, I think it's going to be tough. But Tennessee's a good basketball team. And Missouri – Missouri handled them. I, I mean, they were out, I think it was 17-5. Uh, I, th- I think the lead grew 23-10 was the biggest in the first half. Got to 23-10. Tennessee came back and made a game. And then Missouri got back up and punched back and, and stretched it out again. Tennessee got it back to three or four points again. Missouri stretched it out again. Never gave up the lead. I'm pretty sure Tennessee never had the ball with the chance to tie or lead. Um, but heck of a game start to finish. Let's go to the 618 area code. Who am I talking to in the 618? Hey, Gabe. This is Travis in Southern Illinois. What's up, Travis? How you doing, man? Good to hear from you. Hey, doing all right. Happy about the Mizzou win. It's been an awesome year. I'm just wondering – uh, do you think this is, I mean, obviously with such a great year, do you think it's going to be an aberration or is this sustainable kind of the future of Mizzou basketball? Obviously, Conzo isn't going anywhere. Just right. where do you think we're heading after this year? I mean, the roster next year is going to have a lot of questions. There's no doubt about it. I, I think a big part of it is what Xavier Pinson decides to do. I mean, it's kind of been a foregone conclusion that, He's probably going to be gone after this year, but if if maybe you can convince him that hey, come back next year and you can have a year like Tillman's having, you know, um, so that's part of it. And and I, like I understand, next year is looming and it's probably a step back. And I understand that factors into a lot of people's thinking. But you know, at the start of the show, I I just kind of said, I, I think it, it's been long enough. Like you've had one decent basketball team to follow in seven years, right? Um, I don't. I, I kind of think that Missouri fans should take the attitude of let's worry about that team. And I understand your question, Travis, and I'm not trying to, to dodge it because it is valid. But I think Missouri fans have been so starved for good basketball for so long that don't miss this team by looking forward to in worrying about what next year could be. I mean, enjoy this team however long it lasts, whether that's first round or final four or whatever it is. Don't it, Don't miss the enjoyment of whatever this season is going to be because I think we found out over the last few years like it's not a guarantee that it's going to happen if you're my age you grew up just assuming Missouri was playing in the NCAA tournament most years um and people who are younger than me do not assume that so so make sure to enjoy every bit of it yeah absolutely and I'm 37 so I've seen a lot of good Mizzou basketball Mm -hmm. bad recently but I mean thinking top 15 I'm also thinking maybe some transfers might be 
looking to do yeah. play, you know. And and they're they're year. actually in a, a good position as far as transfers because they can not only say, Hey, we're a pretty good team, they can also say we lose a lot and you can play right away. So it's actually not a bad spot to be in trying to pick up a couple transfers this spring. That's a good point. All right. Awesome, Gabe. Thanks for thanks for everything. Thanks. Appreciate it, Travis. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, let's jump now. We've got a couple people on hold. We're going to the 314 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe. This is Jordan. What's up, Jordan? How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Hanging in. Yeah. So, you know, I haven't seen every game this season, but I've watched quite a lot more lately. Just curious, how do you think Tillman played tonight compared to the rest of the season? I, I mean, he wasn't as dominant obviously as he's been the last four or five games right but um I, I think a big part of that is because of Tennessee's game plan and they came into this game saying whatever happens it's not going to be Jeremiah Tillman that beats us I mean he was getting two or three guys coming at him on most offensive possessions I thought he did a nice job keeping some balls alive that that Kobe Brown and other players chased down I thought he was great on defense he had a couple block shots he had a steal John Fulkerson was a absolute train wreck for about the first 25 minutes of that game and that's an all sec level player um eve Pons scored but to score honestly he mostly had to go shoot threes i mean he made three threes that i think accounted for nine of his 18 or something like that so i thought tillman had a great game that probably won't look like a great game in the box score awesome thanks gabe all right, appreciate the call, Jordan. Thanks a lot, man. We're uh, we're going next to the four one seven area code. Who's in the four one seven? Hey, Gabe, it's Mark. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're there, Mark. What's up, man? Yeah, just just a comment and a question. Uh, the, the comment is the insanity of fans, of which I'm one of them. Where right. from week to week or month to month, there's players I just can't stand to watch play. And Tillman was in that category, and then all of a sudden, I can't. I just love watching him play. Yeah. And, you know, Pinson had three games where you're like, he's not trying, you know. Did he have COVID or what's wrong with him? And then all of a sudden he comes out tonight and just lights it up. So it's good that you have coaches that aren't like fans. And I'm yes. going to be a fan, and I'm a crazy fan, and I know it. And I'm so happy they don't think like us. So my question is, Conzo continues to seem to lobby to get his team ranked higher. What's up there? Because that's unusual for him. It, it is a little bit – I mean, he was – he was he did it tonight, I think, kind of because he was almost specifically asked about it. I mean, he wasn't specifically asked about rankings, but he was asked about the ceiling for his team and all that. And, and I think he knows it is important to his players. I, I mean, it does matter to the kids. And it, it also matters in terms of when your number – goes across the ticker you know or when your name goes across the ticker when your score scrolls across the bottom of the screen what numbers next to it and in recruits and transfers and kids do notice that so i i think he's playing a, a bit of a pr game which is which is good it's not something like you said it's not something he does a lot but uh, but i think it's it's a good thing actually that's all i got thanks all right, Mark, appreciate the call, man. And, and hey, I, I got to give Mark a shout-out. I mean, I, I will never chastise any fan who, who recognizes that, hey, what I'm saying and how I'm acting is not rational. That's cool. I mean, I'm going to do some – I'm probably going to say some dumb things during the between about 5.40 and 9 o'clock tomorrow night, right? It's what we do as fans. But as long as you recognize it's not rational. All right, 660 area code, who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe, it's JoJo. 
What's up, JoJo? How you doing, man? I am doing well. So I was thinking during the game that um, Mizzou's progression since Conzo's been here is actually fairly similar to um, uh, Rick Barnes at Tennessee's if you take out the Porter years and selling out that first year to go after that insane class, which to this day I still regret. Um, but no, so like I was thinking about that and just if you saw those same type of parallels and if that was kind of the ceiling for um, Conzo here at Mizzou, that yeah. Rick Barnes kind of. It's an interesting point. I mean, I I think very highly of Rick. He's got he's he's in like year twenty seven. He's got more. Of, he had more of a track record before he got to Tennessee than Conzo did before he got to Missouri. I mean, that's you know, uh, mm-hmm. that's it. That's just being truthful about it. I, but it, the point you bring up is pretty interesting. That first year set us up to look at Conzo's career here in a way that probably wasn't fair, because. Like, NCAA tournament year one, but, like, that year shouldn't even exist in our minds. It was just a whole separate deal. So, basically, this is year three. Year one wasn't very good. Year two wasn't very good. Now, year one wasn't very good in large part because of injury. Year two, just I just didn't think they had the guys last year. Uh, I don't blame injuries as much last year. But now year three, you've got a top 10, top 15 team that's in the tournament. So now the question will then become in years four, five, and six, like is this something that becomes regular or is this something that you're looking at every three years? Because Conzo's career so far says this is something you're looking at once every three years. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, I think next year and the year after are big and ultimately what we judge. But you're right in that year one just set up these expectations that were just – they were never realistic. Um, you know, that was always this whole separate, just kind of one-off, just, hey, go all in. See, and, and the worst part about that year was they went all in, and it, it really didn't work. I mean, it didn't do anything for them in the end. Um, you know, they had to do it. I understand why they did it. It just it just didn't work out. But um, this is the team he's been building to, but the key now is to sustain it at this level rather than going back down and have to come back up. You know, just – because Missouri has had some some pretty high highs in basketball over the last twenty years, they've just never sustained mm-hmm. it. So now we got to see if Conzo can sustain it. And I mean, I'm interested to see just because Conzo's never been anywhere more than three years, and so right. he's had these real bi- rebuilding projects where you know you instill the culture, go through that with other people's players, add adapt mm-hmm. of your own. And so with him being here for a while, I'm interested to see if he's able to be more consistent. Because you're right, yep. he hasn't been up to this point. Um, but I I think. Someone posted on the board, or we, they were post. No, I posted on the board. But it was about a recruit that um, was out of Arkansas, and he was like he was like the definition of a Conzo guy. And if we can start getting those really talented guys who have that mindset, right, kind of like Coach Rick Barnes has done, um, yeah. I think we have a chance to really build something. So I'm just hoping to God he can follow through on that at this point. Yep, definitely got to go get some guys because you don't win anything that matters without them in in college basketball, man. JoJo, appreciate the call, man. I got somebody else on hold, so I'm going to let you go, but thanks for sticking around and uh, and staying up with me. Oh, yeah, no problem. You have a great day, man. All right, you too. Got the uh, 901 area code. Thanks for holding, man. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe, this is Ryan. What's up, Ryan? How you doing? So, Gabe, not much of a Mizzou fan, not much of a basketball fan, honestly. I was on um, YouTube and found this live stream and okay. was listening, and you sounded great. Kept listening, very good content. And if I remember from 
uh, back in my day when I watched basketball. Is Mizzou still rivals of Kansas? That's all I know. Well, not really, because they're not in the same conference and they don't play anymore. Um, so they haven't played in eight years. Anymore? Yeah, they're uh, Missouri's in the SEC. That, that's honestly all I was curious about. Okay, appreciate the call, man. All right, thank you. All right, have a good one. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking us out, though. That's awesome. Uh, we are attracting uh, we are attracting non basketball fans from across YouTube, guys. This is a this is truly a historic moment in our show. This is a uh, we are like a cross uh, multimedia sensation, you know. So uh, anyway, good stuff. Um, yeah, Mizzou, 73-64 winner. Got to catch my breath and reset here at Tennessee. I, I think by far the, the biggest win of the season. I mean, I understand earlier somebody was saying Illinois, um, but this is a league win, and this is on the road. You've beaten Illinois before. You've done that. You haven't done this. You haven't beaten a top-10 team on the road in, in league play in nine years. That was uh, like I said, at number three, Baylor, I mean, when Kim English and Marcus Denman were players, you know, so uh, un unbelievably impressive. We're going back to the phone lines of the 314 area code. Who are we talking to? Hey, it's uh, Tyler here. Um, All right, Tyler, now uh, you're one... you're an actual Missouri basketball fan, not just a guy who randomly ran across our show on YouTube like the last one, right? I, I am. I <laughs> think I've, uh, I've – listen to every single stream so uh, awesome man. Appreciate uh, big it. fan and and uh and always checking it out uh, awesome win tonight really just excited for that um i one one comment and it's kind of one question the comment is i think this team you know more than anything the key because it could be other you know different players that we see step up but it's just that it, it i don't know if it's pace but it's attacking and uh, I thought the announcers actually picked up on it at the beginning of the game with Pinson about going north and south, but it's really the whole team. And, you know, that doesn't mean that they're running as fast, you know, up and down the court every time. So the pace numbers may not be as, as good. But when they're attacking and when, you know, and I think tonight showed, I mean, they had more points from the paints than Tennessee did at Tennessee. And so when, and Tennessee is as good of a defense with this as almost in the country. So it should show this team and everyone that, look, you can attack in the paint versus anyone, and you got to go. And when they do that, then, you know, their other shots open up and everything works around that. Um, so that's the one comment. And um, and then the question I, I had was, I thought they're, um, you know, obviously the first half was very impressive and they hit some threes that they don't usually always hit. But right. the second half, I think, was almost just as impressive to me just in terms of the energy, again, that they – kept having and you know Tennessee tried to have a couple runs and, and yep. Mizzou did a good job of answering so uh, the question is were you more impressed maybe with the first half in the start or the second half for Mizzou to be able to kind of continue to respond not shooting necessarily as well the second half but still keep that distance yeah I thought Mizzou won this game in the first eight minutes of the second half um, because you know Tennessee like I said Missouri deserves credit for coming out and playing well, but Tennessee did a lot to dig that 23 to 10 hole. I mean, there, there were some plays that Missouri had little to do with. They were just kicking the ball all over the place. And th then they kind of got their wits about them and got their feet under them and made a game of it. And that game at halftime was a six point game. And you thought, you know, as bad as Tennessee played, I bet they feel pretty good to only be down six points. So then you come out at the start of the second half and, and if Tennessee scores the first four points of that second half, this thing could be 
completely different. But Missouri didn't let that happen. Missouri came out and started the second half basically the same way it scored started the first half, got that lead out to 13, and then Tennessee just had had to work so hard, like you said, to get it back to like a one- or two-possession game. That Now, I'd, I'd say – I mean, I don't know if it was more impressive, but I thought when they won the game was the first eight minutes of the second half. Yeah, nope, I agree with that. Uh, thanks again uh, for, for doing this each week. Really enjoyed it. And uh, go Mizzou and go Pack Go tomorrow. So. All right, man. Well, I, I, I'm fine with them winning that game. Yeah, it's, it's the other game I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. But appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's go to the 417 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe. Tucker here down in Joplin. What's up, Tucker? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm great. Great Saturday night. Big win for the Tigers. Very big, yeah. Um, so, kind of a couple uh, comments, and they're kind of going to lead into a question here, too. But, um, you know, ever since Conzo's been at Mizzou, he's, for the most part, on the sidelines, pretty animated, pretty intense. But, right. you know, tonight, I don't know if you if you agree or not, but I thought he was even more like – I mean, this is like a – he he wanted this one bad and I heard him on the post game with Mike Kelly and, you know, he comes as classy. So he of course like dismissed the part about, you know, him having a grudge with Tennessee or whatever. Um, but he wanted this one bad. And I've also noticed, I think more so than other years that he's been on the officials a little more this year. Now he's still not like the type that's going to whine constantly and stuff, but this year it seems like he's been more, animate and I don't know if that's just maybe because he's got a better team or if it's something where you know he never really shows his ass but he does right. seem a little bit more engaged with the officials this year just curious your thoughts on that yeah I think maybe it's more noticeable because like there's not very many other people on the sidelines and everybody's all the chairs are yeah. spread out so I think we probably pay more attention to him because like you can't take take any shots of the crowd. There's nothing else going on. What are you going to look at besides the coach between plays? So he's always been like that. Um, I mean, that dude, he, he he's not quite Buzz Williams, but, like, he never relaxes during a game. He is always stalking up and down. And, I mean, I think it's kind of hilarious that he wears a mask because, like, he yanks it down around his throat to yell every two seconds. I don't really know what good it's doing. But, um, you know, so uh, I I don't I don't know if he's more animated or we're just paying more attention to it this year is, is actually what I think. Yeah, that's uh, – I thought that, too, that something with the – the game day decor is probably making it more obvious, but I have, yeah. but, but I, but I have noticed it for whatever. I mean, let's be honest, reason. man. He spends more time on the court than a lot of his players do. Like he is <laughs> nonstop yeah. two, three feet out beyond the sideline. Um, and something else I want to ask you, because I've, th- I've thought of this, you know, multiple times, but tonight's as good a chance or as time as any to ask you um, recruiting. I'm, you know, I'm fortunate. I know a couple people that know him really well that worked for him mm-hmm. at Missouri State, and think the world of him. And two separate people here that, like, as a a guy that does things by the book, and yep. you know, the recruiting hasn't been what a, as good as a lot of fans would have hoped. And I know the recruiting rankings aren't very good with a lot of his classes. But is this like in a year like this? If, if they can go on and have a good year, whatever that is, and hopefully win a game or two in the tournament, is that what he needs that can maybe take the recruiting up a notch? I mean, he's never going to get like a class full of stars, but if he can maybe get that one star every 
every year or every two years if he shows that he can win because we didn't get that in year one with Porter, even though they made the tournament because Mike didn't play. And that was supposed to be a year that was going to put Mizzou on the map and bring a lot of like exposure, and it didn't happen. Right. But if, if they can have a good year, can the recruit? I mean, it sounds obvious. Well, if they win more games, the recruiting is going to be better. But I'm tech, I'm talking like a big jump that shows, hey, we can do it the right way. We can win this way here. Yeah, it. You know, I mean, without getting too far in the weeds of what college basketball is, I mean, like I saw, a, I saw a Jeff Goodman tweet today that said, "I've said it. This is not an exact quote, but it's pretty close." It said, "I've said it again and again. Kansas just doesn't have Kansas talent this year." Well, right. It's amazing. Is this, is amazing this a coincidence, Jeff? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, let's let's be honest about what we're talking about here, right? Um, Arizona doesn't look very good either this year. I wonder if that's a coincidence. You know. Um, yeah. So Duke, Duke Duke's average. Yeah, and 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 look, the media and people, we've all been a party to this, right? And and we've all kind of, hey, I, I mean, you're kidding yourself if you've been around college basketball at all. And, and say, well, I've never heard of anybody getting paid. Come on, of course. We all have. Um, and we've all kind of just whatever. That's the system. Um, so what is it going to be going forward? Is it actually getting cleaned up? Or are there just going to be different ways to cheat? Because I will say I will say this 100%. I hate, the thing I hate most is the everybody cheats but us argument. But there are guys out there who do this the right way. And going back to the day he was hired, one of the things people told me about Conzo was like, look, he's he does it. He does it honest. He does it the right way. And I would not bring this up if if, if I didn't fully believe it. Um, and, and I'm not I wouldn't say that about every coach like there are Missouri coaches who I'm pretty confident have not followed every rule in the past. I mean, it seems like most of them get put on probation. So I would say most of them probably haven't. But um I, I think Conzo really is one of the guys that does it the right way. And can you win that way? You can. It's hard, especially in a major conference where a lot of teams don't. But you can. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Tucker. We're going to find out these next couple of years. Like, you got to find that guy, right? you got to find the guy that – to make a football analogy, and it's it's different in basketball because one guy, is it's much easier to turn it around. But, like, he needs his Brad Smith. You know, he needs the guy yep. that, that, like, puts him on the map uh, nationally. And whether that's a five-star kid from St. Louis or it's one of these three-star kids coming in in next year's class, honestly, probably doesn't really matter because Brad Smith wasn't a five-star. But Brad Smith allowed him to get some five-stars by the way he played. And that's what Conzo needs. Um, you know, I, look, I love what Jeremiah is doing this year. He's he's not that right now. Xavier Pinson's not that right now. Uh, this is a really good team. It's a really good story. But he he needs that that guy that kind of is like that really puts your program in the national spotlight. Missouri will get some attention going forward. But um, yeah, can this turn into you know Frank Hayes' first team or Mike Anderson's? What yeah, I think that was year three. Um, can this turn yep. into that type of team? I, it's possible. We'll see. Um, and then if it does, it's it's up to Conzo to capitalize on it. Yep, hundred percent. Yep. All right. I'm well, Tucker, you. I appreciate the call, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking around yep, thanks, and, and being patient. Yep. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. You too, buddy. 
All right. Uh, so yeah, phone lines are are open again. We'll we'll continue to take calls if you guys want to. Um, you know, it's eleven o'clock. That's all right. It's Saturday night, man. I don't have to be up till five forty p.m. tomorrow. So uh, I do have an important uh, engagement with my friend Patrick tomorrow at five forty p.m. But until then, I am free. So uh, you know, I got time. I'll take your calls. Uh, but I'm I want to kind of roll through some of the comments in the chat. You guys have, have been active since we got on here over an hour ago, and we haven't really had time to catch up to any of those because we've been taking phone calls and playing video and stuff like that. So so I do want to roll through and, and see if I've missed any any questions or at least get your guys comments um, up on the uh, up on the screen and, and kind of recognize I see some new names, Brian Barry, Tony Hewitt, uh, definitely guys that are that are new guys uh, coming in here. Uh, appreciate our, our buddies from from Auburn. The canoe man is here and, uh, and and also pocket watch has been here hanging out with us, tossing us a couple super chats, which I appreciate. And and canoe man, I, I promise, man, I'm going to hit up JG and, and see if there's something we can do on uh on tuesday night whether like i think we'll probably each do our own post game but if we could do a pre-game thing where we both were were kind of doing a live thing where whether we did it through on his channel and could could kind of live stream it on on two different places i'm not sure how to do it but we're gonna check it out mizzou auburn i'm gonna try to get jg to do something for uh for tuesday night with us so um Let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to catch back up here on these uh, on some of these questions. Uh, David Newman is is asking uh, about TCU. TCU is currently on pause. I believe they're expected to be back by Saturday because I think they have a game this week. I think they were supposed to play Kansas either Monday or Tuesday, and it got pushed back a couple days. But it, it's still scheduled for this week. So TCU is expected to play next week, and, and then – then we'll uh, we'll see where it goes from that point. Uh, Cam Cameron bringing up uh, Kobe Brown. We've talked quite a bit about his night. I, I agree, eight and seven from Kobe. He was he was much better than um, than I think even the stats said. In the second half, he he played really well. I thought Kevin Rogers, uh, top ten team when Pinson and Drew were playing that way. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they have a top ten resume. The season they've had, what you can argue whether you think what they're one of the ten most talented teams in the country, I, and they probably aren't. If we're being honest, if we're just going sheer talent, but they have had a top ten season. What they have put together on the floor, there are not ten teams that have had better seasons. I mean, they're tied for the country's lead or second, maybe behind Gonzaga in in quad one wins. They've got four true road wins. Uh, you know they're in second place in this conference. They're ten and two overall. They got a neutral site win. Uh, they beat three ranked teams. There just aren't very many teams that can say they've done that. And so, you know, um, heck of a season uh, so far, certainly. Um, let's see, Zachary saying, is there a coincidence in tonight's win with Kobe Brown and Mitch combining for only two attempted threes, or was it just Pinson taking over? I mean. I think it helps that the right guys are taking shots. Now, to be fair, shots also went in. Like, Xavier Pinson hasn't shot the ball well all year, and he was three for three tonight. So sometimes they go in. And, and Kobe Brown may not have attempted many threes, but he hit a huge one. It was 48-40, and he hit one to extend that lead to 11 that I think Demetrius mentioned when he called. So, you know, um, just pick your spots. Um, 
but yeah, they don't have to shoot 23s a game, right? I said that I said that a couple games ago. You've got to shoot enough to keep them honest, but you don't have to just nonstop jack them. Well, last week against South Carolina, they went five for 13. Uh, that was, uh, what is that? It's over 35%. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, then tonight, eight for 19, 42%. They're taking good shots. They're not just jacking 30 of them. All right, we're going back to the phone lines now, the 816 area code. Who am I talking with? Hey, Gabe, it's Cameron from Lee Simon. How are you doing? Not bad. What's up, Cameron? Appreciate the call, man. Yeah, um, I was just calling, you know, um, I've been loving the way this team's been playing. You know, I've been a fan my whole life. You know, it's been a long time since they were ranked. You know, I've just been starving for some ranked in zoo basketball, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just – I don't have a question. I'm just having – you know, thought, um, and I'm loving the way this team's playing. I don't want to take anything away from that, but I just can't help but think, like, if we would have gotten, you know, Josh Christopher or the kid from Bowling Green, Justin Turner, you put him on this team, and I think, you know, the sky would be the limit for this team. And it kind of reminded me of that uh, Texas Tech team that went to the national title game uh, a couple years ago. They had Culver, who was a lottery pick, and – they had tough-minded guards who can make shots and defend, and their bigs were, you know, kind of similar to ours. And following that blueprint that uh, Coach Beard does at Texas Tech, it gives me a lot of confidence that, you know, Conzo can maybe do that, and maybe we can go on a run or something like that, you know? Yeah, it's a good – like, it's a good point. The missing piece on this team is a, a guy that can that's capable of knocking down seven threes in a game, right? And yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's hard not to think, what if they had Josh Christopher? Now, the the flip side of that is, I think part of what's making this team good is the experience and the chemistry together. So if you have Josh Christopher, and it means Mark Smith's playing less, or Javon Pickett's not in the rotation. Now look, I'm yes, Josh Christopher is a better basketball player than those two guys, probably. But I, I'm just saying you can't really account for the unknown of how does that change the dynamic of everything else on the team. Um, and, and so while I agree in principle with what you're saying, my, my counter argument is, I mean, they're, they're probably about 12th in the country and they're 10 and two. So maybe they're actually really not missing anything. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, but, but yes, it, it's very easy to look out there and go, Hmm, I wonder if Josh Christopher would have come here and if he'd be happier playing in the NCAA tournament than, than scoring a bunch at Arizona State. But also, he's probably not getting as many shots here or scoring as many points as he's getting there this year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's All an interesting right, what you. if, though. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you. All right, Cameron, thanks for calling in. Thanks to uh, to all you guys who have, have uh, called in throughout the evening. And, uh, and you know, hey, we'll, we'll stick around here at least until I catch up on, uh, on some of these comments. Uh, yeah, David Newman brings up a good point. When, uh, when Tennessee cut the lead in the first half, Tigers kept it at six at halftime rather than a total meltdown. And then, then they did the, th- the same thing again in the second half. Agree, agree with you guys for sure. Uh, Tennessee, yeah, there was a guy that was hurt for Tennessee, and his name is slipping my mind right now. It, uh, I'm going to go back and find it. Hang on, because I retweeted it at the beginning of the game. Jaden Springer was out. He was averaging 10 points a game uh, coming in, and, and certainly that uh, that had an effect. But, you know, uh, Santiago Vescovi 
was he actually like he'd been really good against Missouri the first couple times they played. Um, and he wasn't obviously great tonight. Um, okay. Just kind of rolling through. Want to make sure we, we recognize Jared and, uh, Greg and everybody else that's joining us. Also want to make sure real quick while I've got a minute that we recognize one more time, burger smokehouse. You guys go to smokehouse.com. Uh, it's a family owned and operated business, third and fourth generation of the burger family out of California, Missouri. It is local product. Look, I, I can't stress enough, guys. We, we've made a, a very conscious effort in our house in the last 10 months to support local companies to buy local products. Like, yeah, you could go and buy, you know, mass-produced nationwide uh, company meat at the grocery store, and I don't know, you might even save 50 cents or a buck, right? But Burger Smokehouse, a local business, owned and operated, families in California, Missouri, uh, support a local business. So next time you go to the store, next time you, you want, you know, just something to, to heat up real quick, throw in the, throw in the oven, have for dinner, like give burger smokehouse a shot. They've got really good stuff. Um, rather than maybe getting, getting something that's, uh, from one of these bigger companies that you might save 75 cents, go with the local guys, check out burgers, go to smokehouse.com all kinds of stuff. It's all really good. I promise you're not going to be disappointed. Again, the bacon is is probably the the highlight, probably the the biggest product, but they've got a ton of other stuff uh that that you'll enjoy. So check them out, give them a chance um because they do uh make make kind of all this possible and and look, this has been a we've had 150 people online most of the night tonight. We're dipping a little bit now because it is 11:15 and some of you guys might actually you know, uh, want to go to bed or whatever. But um, we've had a lot of people on here. This stuff doesn't happen without our sponsors. So uh, please do want to ask you to uh, to help them out and uh, and do what you can. So, all right, now get back to uh, moving through the uh, the comments here. Uh, T-Rise, uh, you've been with us a lot this year. Um Let's see. Uh, little little love for Jesse Newell from Lucas. I, he might uh, he might put him on the ballot. I don't know. I hope he commits to the bit though, and I I hope he commits to the bit and just doesn't rank them all season long. That'd be uh be pretty amusing. Um, let's see. I feel like I'm way behind on these comments, guys. So uh, I, I do certainly appreciate you guys uh, making sure to to keep the chat active throughout the night. There's obviously no way we can we can keep up with all of them, obviously. Um, but I certainly uh, certainly appreciate everybody hanging out with us and and being here for this game um, again. First win. On the road. Hey, let's go. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. We're we're about to try to wrap up, but we got a call from the nine hundred one. Who are we talking to? Gabe, how's it going? It's Jonah. What's up, Jonah? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for putting on a great show. And I loved the product on the court tonight. I'm excited. The team looks great. But we've been talking about basketball for an hour now. We haven't talked about anything football related. I'm kind of surprised it hadn't come up, but Steve Wilkes hadn't come up. What do you think about it? I'm thrilled about it. If you got a minute, curious what you think. I know we've probably got 
a lot of football folks on here too. So not meaning yeah. to change the subject, but man, I'm curious what you think about Pete Brooks. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting, right? I mean, it, it kind of came out of left field for me. I'd heard he might be looking at the NFL, but I just couldn't find anybody in the NFL that I thought, well, hey, this makes sense, and they'd take the job and all that. So I think it's uh, – I like it. It's out of the bo- outside the box. He's, he's older. He's experienced. He's going to command respect, but he's not old, right? I mean, 51 is not – super old he's got 25 years of coaching experience he's only 51 um he's coached at at every level he's done the college thing before so it's not obviously the first time um if you're if you're recruiting it should be a pretty good recruiting pitch to kids to say look I've been a head coach in the National Football League I know what it takes to get you there I know what they look for I I know what's involved I I can help you out on that um it it checks all the boxes um I, I I like it on the surface. Now I haven't talked to the guy. We're gonna we're gonna talk to him for the first time on Monday. I'll be interested to see what he's like. Um, you know, but on the surface, I think it's a pretty good hire. Um, and I guess at this point, Eli Drinkwitz has kind of earned the benefit of the doubt because most of the things he's done since he got to town seem to have been right. Yeah, I'm super pumped about it. And you got to think that somebody like Steve Wilkes has been in the NFL for. 15 years, he's going to his connections, he's going to his contacts and saying, look, I, I need a new start, this guy Eli Drinkwitz who is at App State, you know, he's got that, he had that connection yeah. there, you know, do I jump to college at a program like Missouri, and people have got to be telling him good things, so I think he probably thinks really highly of Drink, uh, especially knowing him and following him at App State, I think the NFL folks are telling him good things, so I, I just, I'm pumped about it, and Bringing that in on, on on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we needed a change with X's and O's, and you've got to think that somebody that, that was tapped for an NFL head coaching job, I mean, this guy is, is going to be – he's going to be sharp. And not saying that, that yeah. Walters wasn't, but, but the experience just has to be huge for the X's and O's perspective. And then put him in a living room, NFL experience, I mean, come on. I, I was thrilled about it. So – that's, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that you're also, you know, pretty excited about it, and just kind of wanted to talk about it. You know, big, yep. big football guy. Appreciate it, man. But excited about the basketball win too. All right, Jonah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us and staying up late, man. Good to hear from you. We'll talk. Absolutely. Talk to you. All Bye. right, bud. Have a good one. Want to uh, want to thank Breakfast King there. He's he's been with us all through football season, all through basketball season. Thanks for the the super chat good good mizzou basketball makes him happy hey if the breakfast king is happy we all are happy right if if the breakfast king is here and is happy we are uh, we're all in a good mood and no reason not to be in a good mood after this one guys i i mean biggest win in a long 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 time uh certainly a uh, huge conference win second place in the sec big game uh, tuesday night at auburn i'm i'm really interested to see uh, our friends canoe man and, and uh, pocket watch can can tell you i mean sharif cooper's got that thing turned around he had 11 assists at halftime tonight um he's got them playing really well that's a tough game don't i i came into this two game stretch at tennessee at auburn saying if missouri could go one and one you're happy well they've got their one so we'll see what happens tuesday night you're you're a little bit playing with house money uh we're going back to the 314 who am i talking to yeah, hey, this is uh, Benny from uh, Webster Grove. What's up, Benny? How you doing, man? 
doing quite well tonight. Thank you very much. Good deal. Glad to hear it. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, so, first off, thanks for doing this. I know you probably got to pee, man. No, I'm I know good. I've gone like twice since we've been. I've, <laughs> I've only had a glass talking. of water, so I'm set, man. Oh, uh, you're you're doing better than I am then. Uh, so, if you looked at the schedule coming up here, uh, this was the game where you kind of thought, you know, we probably weren't going to win this one, but right. Let's uh, let's look at the next few games and see where they're where they're going to pull off some wins. Um, now looking at the schedule, they've won this game obviously, and that was the team that a lot of people were saying, well, Tennessee does really well. Uh, what you know, they're they're very good at taking away what Mizzou does pretty well, which is the two point shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you shoot like we did from three tonight, you take the limited numbers, you're going to be okay. But, but seriously, what what are we looking at for uh, the, the next uh, the next couple games here? Yeah. Uh, who, who do you? Uh, yeah. Who do? You, where, where do you think we're? What do you think we're looking at here? Well, Auburn Auburn concerns me a little bit more than I think it probably concerns most people watching here, um, because Auburn's been playing well lately, coming off a huge emotional kind of put everything you had into it win at Tennessee team's going to fly home. They probably, I don't know, probably got home here pretty, pretty recently, or we'll get home in the next hour or so they'll take Sunday off. Uh, but then Monday afternoon, they're going to fly right back out to Auburn. Um, so that's a lot of travel. Um, that's, that's not easy. If they win that game, I'll be, I'll be really impressed. Uh, come home next weekend. You should beat TCU. Then the next game is Kentucky at home. Like, you should win that, I think. I, I mean, Kentucky, but, you know, Kentucky on any given night is good enough to beat anybody in this league. They just haven't put anything together. Um, but I think you could lose either Auburn or Kentucky. You'd certainly like to win w- at least one of them. Um, and then right. February 6th, Alabama's in town. And I, who knows, at that point, like they might be 11-0, and 0, but uh, take your shot. I mean, Missouri might be the second best team in this league. So, you know, we're just, we're just uh, what what's today? The 22nd, we're two weeks, I guess it's two weeks from today. Uh, that game is, is at Mizzou Arena. So that could be a pretty big one. But yeah, the next four or five games, because after that, at Ole Miss and home against Arkansas, we, we came into this seven game stretch that started with Tennessee. And I said, if you could find a way to be four and three, you'd be all right with that. Five and two, you'd be thrilled. And this is one I was pretty sure was a loss. So now you're right. looking at, you know, you hope to get through this stretch five and two, maybe. Hey, maybe if everything goes really well, you can go six and one. And if you if you go six and one over this stretch, then you're going to start talking about pretty high seating and, and pretty exciting stuff in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'll, I'll tell you though, when I I was talking to my dad about this earlier tonight, um, the only way I get to see him now during COVID times is is talking about Mizzou basketball, which is a great thing that we have. Um, it was right after that Bradley game, so kind of going into that, you just didn't feel good. Um, right. I felt so much better coming into this game, and now, like, when I look ahead, the, the Alabama game just scares the heck out of me, I'll just say. Um, yeah. Not being able to I, – I, I understand that we're, we're really good against the three-point shooting, but it, at some point, I don't know. I, I, I feel like guys are just missing and – that's a, there's a little bit of luck there. It's kind of like the, the yeah, there's, field goal uh, 
defense on uh, the free throw line a little bit. Right. I don't know. Maybe well, the, I'm wrong there. The, the problem with Alabama, too, is it's not the percentage that they shoot. It's just that they shoot so many of them, you know, that they're probably going to make 15 because they shoot so many of them. So, it, I mean, right. it's it's a little bit like, you know, playing, playing the Chiefs. Like, you're not going to beat them by – it's 17 to 14. Like you're going to have to go score with them a little bit. So Missouri's going to have to score with Alabama a little bit. You're probably not beating Alabama 61, 58, you know, you're going to have to get up in the seventies at least. I hear you, but this is the team that I think can do it. Uh, yeah. I love, I still love that quote from Conzo the other night about uh, <laughs> feeling bad for the fans yes. uh, putting up with this stuff for, for, yeah. for years now. Yeah, why, anyway, why, why did I lot, coach man. like that? All right, man. Well, I appreciate the call. Thanks a lot for sticking up. Really appreciate it. All right, have All a good right, night. Right. All right. So, uh, and again, hey, if we're we're kind of kind of slowing down and wrapping up. But if if there's if you're out there and there's something on your mind, feel free to call in. Um, you know, no worries. Uh, do want to run through real quick? We've had the Mizzou stuff scrolling across the bottom. Uh, most of the show, but I'm going to put up the other SEC scores today. We'll run through them real quick. Like we've talked about, Auburn just destroyed South Carolina. 109 points, most Auburn scored in the SEC in a long time, maybe ever. Arkansas, 21 points better than Vanderbilt. Arkansas hadn't been very good lately. Vanderbilt's just not good. Uh, Florida put up 92 and beat Georgia. Not a surprise. Ole Miss, Ole Miss won three in a row, but Texas A&M just can't score at all. Alabama beat Mississippi State there, 8-0 in the league, and Kentucky beat LSU two weeks ago, even a week ago. LSU, LSU was looking like this crazy team, and now they've they've taken it on the chin two games in a row. So, look, this thing can turn around. Tuesday night against Auburn, I, it, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. I think Conzo's got his work cut out for him in the next two days, getting this team kind of back down on the ground and, and, and focus for an Auburn team that is playing a lot better basketball than it was a month ago. Uh, and, and I think Bruce Pearl's a heck of a coach. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but once again, Missouri, 73-64 in Knoxville. Xavier Pinson, season high 27. Drew Smith, 18-4. and four. Kobe Brown, big in the second half. Jeremiah Tillman, some good defense. I thought Javon Pickett tossed in a, a few timely uh, baskets. Mitchell Smith played some nice defense. They've got a seven or eight man rotation here, and and it's very well defined. And uh, and Conzo trusts his guys, and they're playing better than they played in a while. And uh, I'm gonna end this kind of the way we started it, uh, like we were talking about at the beginning. Sitting about next year, sitting about you know a, a referendum on Conzo Martin every night. This is about you've got a team that has a chance to be the one. The first one to win an NCAA tournament game in 11 years, guys. It's been over a decade. Like, I was – I had some hair the last time they did that. Not a lot, but I did have a little bit. Um, you know, um, so don't miss this season being worried about what's down the road. Enjoy this season and because it, it's it's not guaranteed. You don't know when you're going to get another team uh, that, that you like. The, the the that gives you some joy that, that gives you some good games to watch some some fun so enjoy this team uh this year and worry about the rest of the stuff later it's uh it's it's too short <laughs> so tuesday night they're back in action so we will uh we will certainly do that like i said i'm going to try to hit up jg tate and see if we can manage to uh you know cross streams I, I, sounds a little weird but 
but we might see see what we can do. Uh, but Tuesday night at Auburn, um, I can't. Remember, I think that's six thirty game. So we'll uh, we'll be with you an hour before tip off five thirty, and then uh, check it out uh, post game. Uh, hopefully, it's another another good one like tonight, um, which has you guys wanting to talk about it and enjoying it and hey maybe even tossing a dollar or two our way like t-rise thanks man for the super chat appreciate you being with us all throughout football season all throughout basketball season so far appreciate uh before you leave just hey hit the like button subscribe to the channel you'll get notifications when we go live we'll be back tuesday night we'll be back wednesday night so uh thanks for hanging out with us guys and uh we'll do it again how's that sound <laughs>